Welcome to America's 51st state. That would be the state of energy. I'm Randy <laughs> Witt. That's Tom Clark, executive director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Did you not get the news? The, the, the state of energy is America's 51st state. No, I did not get that one, but that's a pretty cool little slogan. We'll have to adopt that. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll get you the press release. It, it looks really official to me. It's on my screen. I mean, it's <laughs> got to be real if it's on my screen. If it's on the internet, it must be real. This day, now, here we are at the State of Energy, and what we do is we bring you everything you've ever needed to know about God's favorite fuel. Propane. And the uh, four commandments of propane, abundant, affordable, clean, an American. An American. That's right. It's for your home, business, or farm, for fleets of school buses, or even fleets of any kind, forklifts. Propane can do so much for your house as well. Uh, in bottom line is, you got a question, can propane do that? Yes, propane can do that. And you can find out more by going to thestateofenergy.com. Uh, you can find out where to get propane near you by use, utilizing your zip code. Uh, just type in your zip code at thestateofenergy.com. Find out the uh, closest place for you to get propane. Also find a propane job. Propane is a growing industry. And as crazy as COVID has made 2020, maybe you thought about a new career. Yeah. And, and again, an essential career because here we go again. What are we, round three, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sweeping the country. Uh, yeah, let's, let's all lock down for Thanksgiving. That's what we have to do. Uh, you know, I'm here in California. I'm sorry about that. Um, and I'm sure you've seen, you know, how how, cra how difficult things are in California. I mean, Gavin Newsom can only go to a, you know, our governor here in California can only go to a, a party in Napa with like 15 people for, <laughs> you know, a friend. I mean, he, he's down to 15 people at a party, and I don't know how he's doing that. It's, gosh, it's getting crazy. Right right when I thought that everything was going to be, you know, on its way out, it just got came back with an vengeance, you know? I I just right here where I'm at, I got a, a child that's a senior in high school, and she's now been tested twice, and they keep shutting the school down. First time they shut it down because her classroom, more, more people in her classroom got it than than they allowed, so sent her home for two weeks. Right before she gets ready to go back to school, they shut the whole school down for two weeks. So now she's been out of school for a month. And uh, it's it's unfortunate what's going on. It's It really is. You know, and, and I know we bag on Elon Musk a lot for, you know, because <laughs> we're in, in jokingly, jokingly, Elon. But you heard about what happened to him. He, had, oh, he was not feeling well. Got four tests. Four, one, two, three, four, all in the same day, all in the same lab, all in the same with the same person. Two positive, two negative. I saw that. I saw that tweet. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah. What do you do in a situation like that? You just well, you know, all I know is that COVID's made uh, Elon mad, so we'll probably have a vaccine over the weekend ready for us. Well, he's still launching rockets. He launched a rocket a couple days ago, so That's put right. put four people into space for the first time on his rocket. You know, the best thing about SpaceX for me is their Gucci spacesuits. Those are cool suits. If it's too <laughs> bad we can't get him to follow our friends at Orbex and start using biopropane for these rockets. Man, it would really clean up the outer ozone layer there if he could do that. Yeah, because every time a rocket launches, how much was it like 400 cars for like going around for 10 years? It's the same emissions. 400 Teslas. So so that's even that's even worse for yeah it's it's a lot of emissions that 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 go up into space when they're launching those rockets 
And our friends at Orbex are cleaning it up with the biopropane rockets. Yes, Orbex Prime, which is in no relation to Optimus Prime, but I like the cor- correlation. They kind of seem close to each other. But uh, yes, and we keep trying to get hold of Chris Larmore, CEO of Orbex. We want to have you on the show whenever you can. Uh, we've put CEOs together. Uh, who was it that hooked up with uh, Chris because of being on the show with us? The uh, the world LPG Association uh, uh, CEO. That's right. He was in France. Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. right. So he was able to connect with Orbex. We're still waiting. Uh, Chris, we'd love to have you on the show. We're a big fan of Orbex. Um, but uh, now you sent me a story that is uh, inspiring and scary at the same time for me. Uh, it's out of the Salt Lake Trib. Utah lawmakers push to block cities from banning natural gas. So they're getting out in front. They want to make sure cities don't ban natural gas. Now, why are they doing this? Because California cities have enacted rules that prohibit new homes from connecting to natural gas, a fossil fuel, because of climate change. So they're actually trying to block cities from connecting to natural gas here in California. Utah is the conservatives in Utah see what's happening here, and they don't want that influx going east. Yeah, They don't want it. Let's talk about that for a second. Like, what does that really mean? There, so, the, so there are cities on the West Coast and the East Coast that are trying to ban different fuel choices for people. And, you know, it's easy for them to say, we're going to ban all pipelines and natural gas and propane, and we're only going to use. What what fuel do they do you think they want to use, Rand? Oh, electrify everything, and then let's blow into a windmill and watch what happens as well. Just be this cl- <laughs> this clean uh, electricity that they don't consider the emissions behind the wall, right? Right. Uh, so that's that's what's happening, and you know it does say natural gas on here because I'm sure this was backed by the natural gas companies because they certainly don't want a ban on. On natural gas. So this is really what we're calling the ban the bands uh, bill. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Ban the bands. Ban the bands. This has happened in other states already. So Utah is kind of following suit. But the interesting thing about this article that came out in the Tribune uh, a couple days ago, um, it's got the representative from Utah that uh, sponsored this. The Republican? Yeah. Steve Handy. Steve Handy, a Republican from Layton. Yeah. So get this. I I pick up the phone and I'm I don't know, I call him, and I said, "Hey, Steve, this is Tom from the Rocky Mountain Propane Association. I, I'm looking at your bill here, and you know, there's no there's no provision in here for propane. Like I like it. I, I like where you're going with this. And you know, can is there something you can do to add propane to this? And you'll you're never gonna believe this. He says he he says you know what. You're right. You know, propane's not included there. It should be. You know, I've been. Wow. I, I go on. The, no, it gets better than this. And he says, you know, every Sunday I wake up early and I take my dog out on a walk and I I tune in to this KSL talk radio. And there's a <laughs> this is a true story. You're you're laughing. This is true. And he says, there's a propane show on the radio. And I've learned so much about propane. And I said, what you listen that's my show that's that's our show that's what you're listening to and he's and he's like no way 
And he says, we've got to get you connected to these guys so that that propane's included because propane's such a great fuel. And uh, this this bill was was really written for the natural gas, but we've got to get propane involved in there too. And so I thought, man, this is, you know, those moments when you're like, man, we do all this hard work and we're creating this show. We're trying to educate consumers. And is anybody even listening? And then you make a phone call, you know, to a politician who happens to walk his dog to our show. <laughs> Can you believe that? That, you know, what? I mean, that's the beauty of what we're doing here. I mean, we're close to 30 countries. We're over 300 cities. Uh, but you know what? Out of all all of the stories that we get back, this one is the most satisfying. It is. It is. Stephen Handy, Republican from Layton. Thank you very much for listening. Are we going to have him on like right after Thanksgiving? I, you know, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm going to ask him to come on our show. Let's see if see if he will. Well, if he's out walking his dog right now, we can just talk to him directly. Stephen, we'd like to have Steve Handy, Republican Layton. We'd like to have you on the show. There you go. Call me, email me. We definitely like to have you on the show. So just to reach out to us, uh, it'll be a great conversation. Um, and, you know, he has some great quotes in the story. He says, we should have customer choice when it comes to energy. As policymakers, we should allow for customer choice. Whatever the market dictates, whatever that is, we shouldn't pro- prohibit customer choice. Now, he's just a forward thinker because he sees what's happening in California, and he doesn't want to have that happen in the great state of Utah. So that's what I love about this. The funny part is the Democratic response. Yeah. Because they had a response from the Democrats. Uh, Derek Kitchen, who's a Democrat from uh, Salt Lake City, said, I worry... This is... <laughs> This is funny. I worry that when we start getting into this prohibition language, it really hamstrings municipalities from exploring any sort of innovative policy. Not even okay. kind of, right? I'm... Okay, you're the, one, you're the party of prohibition. Where did cancel culture come from? I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So this is a forward act, and I love the fact that the Democrats in Utah are reacting this way because they know... They know that they want to do this. There's conversations that are going on. And Representative Kitchen also said, I think it's a very heavy-handed approach for the state of Utah when we haven't even seen any negative consequences. Yeah, yeah, we have. Look a couple of states to the west. The thing is, when you start restricting how many energy choices you have, uh, then you have security problems, right? We we want to make sure we have all this different energy security because if there's a natural disaster, a forest fire, we've seen we've seen electricity get shut off for all sorts of reasons. Yeah, Gavin Newsom's blow dryer. Yeah, yeah. The 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 power grid gets shut down all the time. Natural gas uh, infrastructure is very vulnerable to uh, earthquakes. There, there's we need this energy security and you can't allow these cities and counties to come in and say nope we're only going to use electricity because it's just not it's not going to work and and thankfully uh the legislators are are standing up for this and hopefully we get propane included in this you're listening to the state of energy that is tom clark executive director with rocky mountain propane association my name is Rand dewitt and we bring you everything you need to know about propane what it can do for you how it can improve your life and put more money in your pocket yes propane can do that find out more about us by going to the stateofenergy.com uh, you can find out where to get propane near you by simply typing in your zip code find a propane job and listen to past episodes of this fine show that's heard around the world at the stateofenergy.com and tom here's we got a great feel-good story here uh, about propane it's out of san diego 
a place called Pacific Beach, cool, just north of San Diego, downtown. Um, a Pacific Beach restaurant solves outdoor dining lo- dilemma by appealing to community. Now, after being shut down several times since the pandemic began, Breakpoint Restaurant and Bar reopened in September when it was still kind of warm. You know, and the purple tier restrictions put people uh, dining indoors to a halt. So the owners turned to their new parking lot right outside. But they had a problem keeping customers warm as the temperatures drop. And now that people think, San Diego, how cold can it get? It gets down <laughs> in the 40s down there in the winter at night. And if you're trying to get outside, it gets chilly. It does in San Diego. Make no mistake. And uh, co-owner Amy Lee, who I actually know from San Diego when I was working down there, uh, she says when the wintertime temps arrive, they need gas patio heaters to warm up customers, and they didn't have any. They found that they were pretty much sold out everywhere, mm-hmm. and where they weren't sold out, the prices were inflated 10 times what they you know, were supposed to be. Yes. And uh, one local supplier said they have a backlog of 200 orders. So Amy Lee, the owner turned to social media asking for an appeal for patio heaters on the next door app and community pages on facebook and uh, so one of those appeals was seen by the rainerson family uh, and they had backyard heaters that they hadn't used in a while and so they donated them and then all of a sudden all these heaters started coming in to the restaurant and the community rallied around the restaurant to help with propane heaters so the restaurant can stay open and not go out of business like 60 percent of the other businesses and bars in san diego county um, and, uh, and Lee said, it's like Christmas. It makes you want to believe in Santa again. It's really heartwarming, literally. Yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. I mean, the pro- propane is going to be used all over the place this winter, this fall for, for these exact reasons, because we can't be dining in all the time right now, especially with the, the way that COVID's going until there, until there's something breaks and there's a, you know, the vaccines come out. Man, propane's going to be there to to save the day, so that these restaurants can stay open and and people can continue to support their local businesses and and get out of the house too, because there's nothing worse than being cooped up inside the house uh, all winter long. Even for a few hours, just be able to go have you know a bite to eat, you know a cocktail, something. Just be able to be out of the, the environment that we're in. Yeah. How do you see this in in uh, Park City? Because I remember being up there last year. Yeah, super interesting. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I do I do a little mountain hosting in the winter up at the local ski resort at Snow Basin. And uh, No, I haven't gotten that invitation <laughs> yet, Tom. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go skiing, just let me know. I'll hook you up. But, you know, we, we, uh, they're, they're starting to get to get their, their season moving and uh, start handing out information on how they're going to open but you see all sorts of propane uh, patio heaters little food food stations that are that's not typical for indoor dining for a lodge right because all these ski resorts around you go inside and you sit down and you you eat and take your coats off and and try to get warm but that's not going to be able to happen this year the table side seating is going to be limited uh, so they're, they're trying to get these touch and go places where you just grab some food, get out of the way, uh, little warming huts all over the place. And I see this at ski resorts all over Utah and pretty much all over the U.S. Ski resorts are, are turning to propane to help keep their guests warm in these temporary setups. Maybe it's a yurt, maybe it's a Connex box that's been turned into some type of restaurant facility, but 
the ski industry really got a heads up because when the southern hemisphere of the world, we were, you know, having our summertime and they were having their winter time, right? Right. Like Australia. They, their Christmas is like 95. Right. So those guys c- kind of got into the uh, COVID situation in the middle of their winter. So for the U.S. Uh, ski resort industry, they got to learn a lot about how to handle guests in the middle of a pandemic. And they kind of got a, a heads up on that. So uh, those are things that we don't even really talk about or consider much when you're when you're, we're talking about, oh, what are we going to do in the winter with COVID? Well, you know what? Some of the world's already went through their winter with COVID. And we can learn from what they did. Yeah. So that's it's propane's going to save the day for ski resorts. And I think it's going to be a busy ski season because everybody wants to get out. Look at what happened to the national parks how much traveling people did that was not your traditional Disneyland travel. Uh, Thanks for rubbing people, that in. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. But that's, that's the reality is, uh, you know, people are going to get, try to get out and, and propane's going to be there to keep them warm, keep their food uh, cooking. So I'm getting a lot of messages right now, finding out when is this event that you host in park city? <laughs> Oh, gosh, that's that's really awesome. You know, that's awesome that you do that. And it seems, you know, thank goodness, uh, especially for the state of Utah, because people like their outdoors. They like to be able to enjoy things, whether it's summertime or wintertime. And it's good to see that there's a plan that seems to be in place. And then uh, hopefully if Pfizer's got this thing right, we're going to start getting doses here in the next, you know, six or eight weeks for people. And we can maybe get a grip on this thing and, you know, enjoy 2021, make up for a year. It's going to be a rough winter. We know that. We know there's going to be challenges. We know it's not going to come soon enough. This this vaccine is not going to come soon enough. And we've we need to be able to get out and utilize your propane heater to keep your small groups warm. Uh even if we talked about Thanksgiving a little bit. Even even with Thanksgiving, all these different shutdowns across the country. They're trying to recommend that you don't even have a gathering for Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, unless you're the governor of California. But re- the reality is people are still going to do it. And if you're, if you're going to try to be safe about it, uh, you might have to have some outdoor door heating for some of your guests. So, And that brings us to the State of Energy Propane Product Spotlight, Tom. Nice. What you got today? You ready for this? Yes, I'm ready. Uh, Today, uh, you know, we're talking about the Golden Treasures 48,000 BTU stainless steel floor standing liquid propane heater. It's a patio heater. Uh, Again, Garden Treasures. And whether you're planning to host socially distanced backyard dates into the winter, you want something that will allow your kids to spend as much time outdoors as possible, this patio heater is a great option for everyone looking for range of heat. Again, Golden Treasures 48,000 BTU stainless steel floor standing liquid propane patio heater. It says here that it's listing for 279 at Lowe's. Does that seem about right to you? Yeah, I mean it's a little obviously it's a little higher price than what you would have expected a year ago. Yeah. But it I mean, you got to do what you got to do. It yeah. It throws heat. So for you can buy one of these for what you can get for two. So that is a, our uh, State of Energy Propane Product Spotlight. The Garden Treasures 48,000 BTU Stainless Steel Floor Standing Liquid Propane Patio Heater. Check it out. Google it. Google it. Find it. 
Google it. Now, uh, something here on the uh, state of energy, we have our four commandments. And uh, those uh, are, Tom, uh, thou shall be clean, that shall, thou shall be abundant, thou shall be affordable, and thou shall be American. Um, but I came across a story about the top five reasons propane is proven for clean transportation. And I just want to run down these and, and get your reaction to each one that we go through. Is this is this going to add a fifth commandment then or no? It could. It could. It could. It could. Okay. It could it, but it involves the government. So I don't know. Oh. Um, <laughs> every day, over 50,000 propane powered commercial fleet vehicles are on the road in the United States, taking more than a million students to and from school on a daily basis on a propane auto gas school bus. Uh, but there are more benefits to propane auto gas than just reduced operating costs and emissions. Combine that with the fuel's reliability, performance, and innovation, and propane autogas is an ideal energy source for now and well into the future. Well into the future, yes. And beyond. You know, this is, uh, we're, people are starting to wake up. Uh, number one, as we've t- uh, talked about many times, propane autogas is a clean energy source. Real-world testing conducted by West Virginia University in 2018 saw that propane autogas buses produce 96% fewer nitrous oxide emissions compared with clean diesel buses. Your thoughts? That Yeah, there's so many studies about that. Propane uh, is always cleaner than diesel and gasoline. So that is totally true and propane as an as an automobile fuel uh propane autogas is used around the world it's it's i've been to poland and it was right there next to the gasoline that's how much they use it in in europe (laughs) okay folks think about what tom just said poland's advanced more advanced on something than us (laughs) think about every one-liner joke that you've said in your life and now just understand that Poland is ahead of us when it comes to the realization of propane. Uh, Number two, uh, propane autogas provides low total cost of ownership. Um, Thanks to its low fuel uh, and maintenance costs, propane autogas reduces emissions significantly at a low cost. Plus, propane autogas provides fleets with a return on their investments within 24 to 36 months or less with higher mileage vehicles. And technicians who maintain, diagnose, and repair propane autogas vehicles report maintenance is super easy. Yeah, the infrastructure cost is so much less than some of these other these other fuels. I mean, people are amazed that you can get a propane refueling site for dirt cheap compared to some of these, uh, like a like a CNG or natural gas uh, refueling site, millions of dollars. Uh, one of these uh, LNG refueling sites, millions of dollars. Even electric charging stations are super, super expensive. The infrastructure cost is minuscule to what some of these other alternatives are. So, yeah, very, very cheap to get into uh, refueling stations for your fleet vehicle for propane. And you know what? Uh, because we've had so much great content, we're going to have to run through the rest of these real here. And because we've actually touched on a few of them, because of your wealth of knowledge in propane, you kind of ran down the list. Uh, <laughs> number three is propane autogas performance can be trusted well into the future. Uh, propane autogas provides performance your fleet requires. And number five, propane autogas is innovating clean performance. So it, it touches on all of our commandments right there. So. Well, propane autogas, 
as a renewable is coming too. So that's where we talk about the future of propane and being carbon free and near zero emissions. So it's coming, get on board with it. It's here, it's here, it's here now. It's gonna just get bigger and bigger. Uh, so pay attention. And, and Poland's already on it. We gotta catch up to Poland. How often does that happen? <laughs> so folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are always online. You can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com.